Welcome to episode 6 of Make Marriage Work. Pro couples tips, managing finances together with Ayana at Millennial Money Guide. Money, 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 money. Ooh, nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we are doing something a little different for today's episodes and we're going to do a series. Like sometimes we're just going to have episodes that are pro couples tips episodes, meaning we're not talking to a couple. We're not asking our normal questions. We're talking to a couple's expert, a pro at something couples. And today's pro is Ayana, who's a money coach. Um, and she's talking all things managing finances together as a couple. Mm. So fun. <laughs> It is fun. She makes it so fun. It does, yeah. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Ayana. Um, Ayana Campbell-Smith is a debt-free money coach with a passion for helping millennial women and couples get unstuck and become financially empowered so they can ditch debt, save more, and win with money. In August 2019, she launched Millennial Money Guide. Through her monthly email, newsletter, Instagram, blog, and coaching services, Ayana shares practical tips and money advice to help millennial women and couples navigate the sometimes intimidating and often misunderstood world of personal finance. And she is brilliant. Seriously. This episode is so good. It's jam-packed. She's so organized. I found her on Instagram a while ago, and we've kind of become friends on there. And she's just organized and on top of things and has so much wisdom and shares it in such a relatable way. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at Millennial Money Guide for more tips. Um, we'll link that in the show notes. We'll link her blog as well. And she also has um, coaching services if you want any individual help from her. Um, couples finances. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell about... I'm our getting a first, shaky. Our first tricky money conversation when we were newlyweds. Our first tricky? Yes. Uh, it led to me going to the urgent care. Well, explain Seriously. that a little better. Um, yeah, there's the hook. So <laughs> Mallory and I, um, during our first year of marriage, we were both still in college. and Really broke. <laughs> Very broke. You know, college broke. <laughs> um, and we started talking about finances. And um, I honestly don't know what happened. I think I, like, blacked out when we were talking about finances because... What I think happened, I think I was saying we're broke, but we can still, like, go to a movie every now and then, go out to eat, things like that. And I was, yeah, and like, I was like, nope, we're broke. We're gonna buckle be, down. We're going to be eating spaghetti and, and, and ramen and cereal for... So we were having to combine those two money approaches, which we talk worlds. about. Anna gives some thoughts about that. But, yeah, basically, I don't know what happened either, but we were talking about it, kind of arguing about it, and then at some point you just started throwing up. like consistently for hours this is yeah like 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 people joke around like yes something made me vomit but like some people are being very sarcastic this is very very literal very genuine 
Um, he had a migraine, it turns out, but we didn't know what it was because he had never had a migraine before. So we were panicking and I was yeah. like, we need to take you to urgent care. No, first we went to the ER and that wait ER. was too long. And then we went to urgent care and he finally got some help, some medicine. Right. But. But it, overall, it was very stressful. Um, <laughs> we didn't know how to talk about it. I, I I have a different philosophy about saving. Mel has another philosophy about saving. And it was just literally those two worlds colliding mm-hmm. and if there, only we had ayana's wisdom then if only she was there to say stop guys <laughs> relax let's talk about it strong i could see you're on the brink <laughs> of a migraine stop um but yeah it's it's uh finances can be tricky when it comes to managing them as a couple so Ayana, so ayana's here to save the day ayana is here to save the day and provide some serious pro tips on how to manage those as a couple so we're about to dive in before we do that we wanted to highlight well first of all let me just say we've figured out how to talk about finances without giving strands a migraine that's true since then i still do blackout every now and then but <laughs> i think it's something i need to work when on. he sends more than like a hundred dollars he kind of just blacks out a little bit and i have to kind of support him but we're you know we're working we're growing we're learning from my honest tips it's all good um before we dive into the episode we wanted to make sure everybody knows about our um new stickers it sounds so small but they're so beautiful i promise um we got one of our friends chelsea to design these beautiful stickers that say work it couples therapy is cool i heart babe they're so cute i'll show them on the instagram soon and we are going to mail those with a thank you card to those of you who leave reviews so at the end of each episode we read one of your reviews we thank you for it and then we'll send you some of those stickers with a thank you note um so your reviews mean so much. It would mean so much if you could leave a review and let us know what you like about the episode, what you like about the show, what you want to see more of. Like, we love to hear from you. Um, and we're going to reward you with some stickers that you can put on. Like, they're they're high-class stickers. They really are. They're, like, for your water bottle. Like, they can go in the dishwasher. Like, they're quality. Oh, yeah. oh yes. So High-end. You won't regret it. <laughs> we're excited to share them with you. Do you think they're cute? I think they're very cute. I might want to get all of them tattooed on my body. Oh, wow. That's a new level of dedication. Okay. We're gonna, while Strans contemplates his tattoos, we are going to dive right into the episode and make sure to stick around to the end and we'll give you those work it takeaways to try out with your partner. Enjoy. Ayana from Millennial Money Guide. This is Make Marriage Work a podcast for happy couples who are ready to learn how to argue better and connect more. We're Strons and Mallory Wolfgram. Mallory is a couples therapist, but this podcast isn't therapy. It's chatting with real couples like you about how to make marriage work. At the end of each episode, we give you clear takeaways that you can try out in your own relationship. All right, let's get going. All right, we're here with Ayana talking about five tips for approaching money as a couple and we are so excited to have you and all your wisdom because money can be hard for couples (laughs) we know firsthand (laughs) yeah maybe can you tell us just like a little bit about your background with finances and I know you're married as well um Mm -hmm. and so just tell us a little bit about that piece before we dive into the tips 
Sure. Um, Yeah, I think that talking about finances and couples finance in particular is super important. Um, Like you just mentioned, I am married. I've been married for just over four years now to my wonderful, amazing, supportive husband. Um, And I would say that given how other people relate to money in their relationship, I would say that we've had it pretty easy. We haven't had too many rough patches. It's been pretty smooth sailing for us, but there definitely have been some things that I've learned over the course of our dating relationship and then now being married that have really helped us to really be on the same page when it comes to our money. And I just think that it's so important to share this knowledge. Um, You know, being a money coach, uh, I get tons of questions like you wouldn't believe that's like the most popular topic that I get asked about now. Mm -hmm. It seems between investing and couples uh, finance advice is what I get asked about the most. So super excited to be sharing my tips today. um, And I hope that it really helps your audience. Awesome. I'm sure it will. For sure. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, let's dive into the first tip if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. So I think that tip number one is to remember that each of you in your relationship, you come to the relationship with different money mindsets, experiences, and traumas. And I think that it's so important to remember this because because of those things, um, it's likely that you'll like that you'll have different money personalities. So one of you might be a spender, the other might be a saver. One of you might be more conservative and the other one might be a risk taker. One of you might be the numbers and spreadsheets nerd and the other one may maybe doesn't really care less. So I think that it's really important to understand the different perspectives that you have when it comes to money because that can be really be an area where you start to butt heads if you're not clear on sort of what your strengths and weaknesses are when it comes to managing money. And so coming to the relationship and to the table with such a topic as money that can be really taboo and uncomfortable for some people, depending on just their upbringing and how they relate to money, it's really important, I think, to have patience and understanding with your partner and ensuring that, you know, you're still in make, you're still making sure that you're heard and your side of things is, um, you know, being heard, but also taking into account sort of where they're starting at and what their perspectives are. Um, yeah. And so if I could just give an example, I would say just sort of with my own life, I'm obviously I'm a money coach, so I am very much the numbers and spreadsheets nerd. And I know that my husband, uh, he's interested in some regards, but at the same time, like I could ramble on about Google sheets for hours and I know that (laughs) it's not super, super interesting to him. So I think, um, you know, being okay with that and not getting offended when he's not super excited about this new spreadsheet that I created. Um, but then also paying attention to the things that really sort of grab their attention if that does happen, because those are sort of connection points that um, that could be things where you could then begin to sort of expand your relationship when it comes to talking about money and things like that. So good. I love like, <laughs> as soon as you said um, like money trauma, as a therapist, yeah. I'm like, trauma, yes. And like to yeah. just label it as money trauma is so real. And mm-hmm. I think even if we had a fairly stable financial up- upbringing, there's still money trauma, whether it's one experience or the trauma of like not really learning how to budget and like not really understanding the value of money until you're thrown into adulthood or mm-hmm. or if it's from like scarcity and that type of thing, it's so real that that impacts it and will impact what you're bringing to the Yeah, and I think that I think that even there's there's often times when we don't even realize that we're experiencing money trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sort of like I said, our upbringing and what we witness our parents doing with money and how they relate to it, and it just sort of it ties into our personalities and the way that we relate to and manage our money. But it can be one of those things where it's like it's not even something that you're able to identify. It's just a way that um, something that happens that really affects the way that you relate to your money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Cool. So then tip number two, I would say is just keeping in mind that working together on your money really presents an opportunity for you to foster trust, communication, and teamwork in your relationship. Um, I think that many people are uncomfortable when it comes to money, but I think remembering this is really important because these three things are so important, I feel like, to any healthy relationship. So when it comes to the three that I touched on, I would say trust is really about, you know, being in a relationship, It's it takes vulnerability. And I don't know what's more vulnerable than talking about money, especially because so many people are so uncomfortable when it comes to it. So really being open and honest and communicating with your partner about you know, your money struggles, your fears, your anxieties, your dreams, I think is so important because by opening yourself up and being vulnerable, you're able to build trust within your relationship. I would also say when it comes to communication, obviously communication is just a major cornerstone of any healthy relationship. So talking about your money together can require some difficult conversations, but this is a perfect opportunity for you work on for you to work on your communication skills as a couple when it comes to either you know, arguing in a way that is, you know, civil or, you know, not being afraid to speak up about things that you don't agree on. There are so many different areas when it comes to communication and your money that, you know, it just presents an opportunity for you to work on those things together. And then um, I think there are a couple of important topics to discuss when it comes to your money. So talking about your debt, talking about budgeting and how you're going to handle it, if it's something that you're going to do, your money goals, areas of opportunity for compromise. Like there are so many different things that you can communicate on. And it's really just about, you know, being open and honest and having that willingness to even do that. And then I would say the third thing, teamwork is also really important. And I think that for my own personal relationship, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but working together as a team has been probably one of the biggest benefits of just having a partner and being married because what I've really learned, and this isn't even about like combining finances necessary, but just being on the same page and working together as a team um, really does. So they say like teamwork makes the dream work. Like I truly believe that because you can accomplish so much more as a whole than as two separate parts, I feel like. So really taking time to, you know, remember that your partner is your teammate, not working against each other, but working together towards the things that you want to accomplish together. It's just so powerful in my opinion. First of all, those trust, communication and teamwork, like you're saying, all are so key to relationships in general. And I love just like hearing you fully put on that money lens and how money Mm -hmm. can be this opportunity to build and grow each of those, even though it's hard at times. Yeah, Um, for sure. But to like not only grow your relationship, but then also um, like build on each other and your own skills and like grow together, which is really cool way to look at it. I love that. Yeah, it's super fun. Like, and that kind of ties into my next point too about like the the last one about teamwork. So one of my tips for so we we already touched on it. Probably gonna say it several times. Is like the topic of money can be really uncomfortable for many people. Like for me, uh, I think, you know, my upbringing, my parents, they always had combined finances. I never really witnessed them struggling or arguing about money. So coming into my relationship, it was like, yeah, we're totally going to do this together. It's going to be great. But I think that my husband, on the other hand, he had a different experience. And so for him, it was a little uncomfortable. Um, Like I said, we were lucky, like we didn't have any major blowups or fights, but I could tell that there was like a little bit of hesitation when it came to like combining finances and doing things together. And so my third tip, um, one of the things that really worked for us is that when you're beginning to approach this topic of money within your relationship, 
start with the fun things first. So going back to teamwork and dreaming together, um, I really love, you know, having someone that I can dream with about, you know, the things that we want to do. So um, as you're approaching this topic, don't dive in with like the potentially negative stuff, like how much credit card debt do you have? You know, like you want to start with the fun things and be like, you know what, I think it would be really great. Like, look at this house that we could buy one day if we work together or look at this this car that we can buy or these vacations that we can go on. And I actually found that in my relationship, this is actually something that, you know, early on, I think maybe within the first couple of months of us getting married, this is exactly what we did. And at the time, I didn't have like a name to it. I didn't realize that I was focusing on the fun things first, but it really helped us. Um, and if I can just tell the story really quick, um, mm-hmm. when my husband and I got married, he had a small amount of student loan debt. I think it was maybe like seven to $9,000. But as we were combining our finances, I could tell there was some hesitation because I was super gung-ho, like, yeah, let's put our money together and we can pay this off super quick. And I think that he felt a little bit of hesitation because it was his debt. And he, I think, maybe felt a little guilty or, you know, didn't didn't want me to feel the burden of helping him pay off his debt, even though I was completely 100% willing to do that. And so what I did, um, you know, we had just gotten married. My husband needed a new car. He wanted um, a specific type of car. And so one thing that I found worked for us is that we actually sat down one day together and I was looking at the numbers and I was like, look, I know that you want to get a car. I'm totally cool with you doing that. I want you to have the car that you want. But first, for me to feel comfortable doing that, I want us to pay down this debt. And once we had that conversation and he sort of like, we were focusing on the fun things and things that he wanted to do and that I was, you know, proud to support him in getting this car that he wanted. uh, We like within a couple of months were able to pay down his debt because we were both on the same page and we had a specific goal that we were working towards that was more fun than the notion of, you know, having to pay all this money to get this debt um, off of our backs. Um, So yeah, I think that's a major tip I would give to anyone is just like figure out the fun things that you can start with first use those as sort of like a a foot in the door when it comes to talking about money. And then as you get more comfortable with your partner and you're more on the same page, that's when you can start to sort of broach those more sort of sensitive topics. Yeah, that's brilliant. For us, we've like tried to save in like lots of different ways. And I think the biggest way that's been helpful for us to save is to talk about the fun things. Like what are we actually saving for? Like if we get this much in emergency Mm -hmm. savings, then we can work towards, you know, a house and that's something we want. And so what can we like Mm -hmm. concretely look forward to? And it does, it, it takes out just that overwhelm of like, what are we even doing? And this is so much and, and kind of, gives you more motivation to actually kind of put that money where it needs to go. That's really, I love yeah, that. for sure. Yeah. I think it's a great way to help you sort of stay the course because, you know, I think that we've been really blessed in not having a lot of debt, but I know that people that have a lot of student loan debt and things like that, mm-hmm. like it can feel like an overwhelming, like never ending process to sort of get from underneath that. So if you have some, you know, some other outside motivation, some source of inspiration that you are sort of keeping top of mind as you're working through these more difficult parts, I think it really helps. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So let's go to tip number four. So um, let's talk about the topic of combining finances. I know that it's not for everyone, but I always like to encourage people or just like let people know that this whole notion of combining finances or even just working on your finances together with your partner doesn't have to be scary or complicated. Um, I think that many people are leery of combining money or even working with another partner on their money because 
they feel like in a way that it's a, a little bit of like relinquishing control um, and that, you know, it could potentially, you know, be a negative thing. But I think that, and I don't want to, I'm not like a, a marriage therapist or a counselor, so I'm not going <laughs> to go too deep into that. But sometimes I do wonder, <laughs> yeah, you can dive in if you want to, but um, <laughs> um, I do wonder sometimes like if, if you feel that way about your partner, like if you feel like there's a, a reason why you can't trust your partner with, you know, working together on your finances, is that potentially a symptom of a more underlying, you know, issue or some sort of red flag within your relationship that could be just like a symptom or like a manifestation of something else that you might be struggling with internally. Um, So yeah, I always like to tell people, you know, it doesn't have to be scary. It's not about, you know, one person dominating another person. If that is the case in your relationship, then that is, you know, something else that needs to be discussed. But when it comes to money, um, I think that it doesn't have to be scary. And I can share some tips on, you know, on how, how to do that. But I don't know if Mallory, you wanted to jump in and offer any guidance about sort of what I just touched on. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with you that, and I always, it's funny because I always say the same thing when money comes up in my couples therapy sessions. I'm like, I'm not a money expert. So yeah. I feel like I can't fully comment in, on it either. So we're a good combination. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm right aligned with you where I think, um, one, either there's already some of that trust issues there, whether it's about money or about the re- relationship that would cause hesitation about combining finances. And what I end up seeing more of is we choose not to combine finances and then down the road, it will almost inevitably lead to conflict or trust issues because mm-hmm. somebody makes yeah. a purchase and the other person's not happy with it or they don't mm-hmm. fully share it with the other person or you know, all of a sudden somebody has this credit card debt under yeah. just their name, but it's impacting the family. Um, like I just, I haven't ever seen like, this is really strengthening our relationship to have mm-hmm. our finances separate. Like it usually just puts them at risk for issues. It's kind of how I've seen it. And again, I can't fully comment on that. I haven't like studied that in detail, but that's just been my kind of experience working with couples. And I think like you're saying, combining it, it eliminates the possibility of like secrets or Mm -hmm. major trust issues. And it kind of requires you to communicate about it. And, um, you know, every purchase you make, your partner has the ability to see and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to kind of think through how it's going to impact your partner, which I think is really crucial to maintaining that trust around money. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, if you think about relationships, one thing that's really interesting is that, you know, when you're in a committed relationship, um, and you, you, you know, you get married, you share so much of your life, you share your home, you share your food, you share your your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, you share your bed. I mean, um, so I, it's always interesting that money is given such a different treatment many times um, when, you know, like there are so many other things that are sort of off limits when it comes to our relationships, but then, um, or so many things that are shared in our relationships, but then money becomes this thing that's off limits. And so I think the work that I do, like, again, it doesn't work for everyone. I know it has worked for me, but I do, I think the work that I do is to, really sort of begin to sort of change the narrative when it comes to combined finances and to sort of um, sort of normalize that because I do think that there are just so many benefits of doing it. And like I said before, it doesn't have to be complicated. I think the first step is just coming into it with knowing that 
once you're in, um, and I and I should note that I I only encourage combined finances if you're married, not if you're um, in like a long term partnership or anything like that, because I just think it works out better that way. But um, so when you're coming into a marriage and you you're combining finances and you're sort of broaching that topic, I think the most important thing is to remember that uh, two are becoming one, and so there's no more you versus me, but instead it's ours and we. Um, so, you know, coming in with that mindset can really shift everything that you're doing. And then as far as like the day to day, you know, the logistics of it, people are often just, you know, like I said, I get a ton of DMS about, you know, how did you and your husband combine finances? How do you handle it? How do you guys work that out? And so if I can just briefly say it's, it's really not that complicated. Like, um, when we got married, we opened a joint checking and savings account and we just switched both of our incomes, our payrolls to be um, direct deposited into that joint savings account. And that's literally all we've done. You know, we just both spend from that account. We budget together. We have separate savings um, accounts for the goals that we're working on together. So it really isn't, isn't that hard. I think for many people, it's just like a foreign concept. And so it, it comes across as this big, scary thing, but it definitely doesn't have to be. Um, and then another thing that I would like to throw in is that if you do have some sort of fear of sort of relinquishing relinquishing completely the control of your money or, you know, sharing it with some other person, I do um, – one of the things that has really helped my husband and I is we have completely separate – like a dedicated fund called a treat yourself fund where basically we get an, an allowance pretty much every time we get a paycheck where we each will transfer like a hundred dollars to our treat yourself funds. And that money is completely ours to spend on whatever we want. There's no questions asked. Like that's your money. That's what we have agreed on that. We're both going to get these allowances and then we can spend it. And so for someone like me, I usually save mine for a very long time and then I'll make like a more expensive purchase. Like, I bought new AirPods. Um, I bought a pair of Gucci shoes at one point because that was fun. So um, I did that. And then my husband, he's more of the personality where he'll save it and to buy like car parts or electronics. And so he actually bought um, a new laptop last week. And there was no like having to sit down and look at the budget and see how we could fit it in. It was just like, you know, we have our separate treat yourself funds and this is exactly what it's for. And it helps us to enjoy our money um, and relieve any tension that might come from maybe making larger purchases or purchases that don't necessarily benefit the both the both of us. Hmm. So good. Uh, Aon, I I do have a question. So mm-hmm. when 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 couples do combine their finances, do you usually see either one of the partners kind of managing the finances or is it kind of like a 50-50 split where where where, where both people in the relationship are kind of managing, you know, moving money around mm. from, from, from different accounts or how does that mm. work? I would say, yeah, I would say that what I've seen mostly, it kind of goes back to that first point I made about different money personalities. So even though you have combined finances, it usually ends up being there's one person that is like, you know, really involved in the actual day-to-day managing, making sure the bills are paid, making sure the savings mm-hmm. goals are being met. Um, and I'm this kind of ties into my next point I was going to make, but Um, you know, it's, I think it is completely fine to have the one person that does like the logistical, like actual, you know, physical activity of managing the money. But at the same time, you still have to both be united and combined on, Mm. you know, what decisions are being made when it comes to your money. 
And so if mm-hmm. it's okay, I'm going to go ahead and go on to my last point, which is about yeah. money dates. So money dates are super important. I think everyone should have them. I encourage both my one-on-one clients, <laughs> my one-on-one clients and um, my clients that I work with uh, that are couples, you have to have money dates. And so what a money date is, is basically dedicated time spent working together on your money. Um, usually people might call these budget meetings. I like calling them money dates because it sounds more fun and it's a little cuter and it kind of ties into the whole, I love that. <laughs> it ties into the whole couple thing, but basically you use this time to check in on your budget, check in on your recent spending, um, sit down together, talk about your money goals and your progress on them formulate plans for the future, bring up any any sort of um, things that you might be uncomfortable with or that you might you know be on a different page about. Um, yeah, money dates are so important because last thing that you want, um, kind of like you were touching on, Strons, is like you don't want to have one person that's doing all the work and then the other person that's just sort of along for the ride. And then years down the line, they're like resentful or upset that they never got to enjoy the money or they have no idea what's going on with the the finances as a couple. So Having money dates is super important. And if I can offer three tips for for these. So um, number (laughs) number one, when it comes to money dates is schedule it. So put it on the calendar. Make sure it's something that you are both, you know, ready to do. The last thing you want to do is spring a money date on your partner after like a long day at work <laughs> or a stressful meeting. Cause that's just, that's not going to be gonna great. Well. And so, <laughs> yes, super not good idea. And so I actually, it's funny cause I'll actually, um, my husband and I will do this thing where, where, uh, we don't necessarily like schedule them as much as we used to in the beginning, but every now and then we'll be like, are you ready to talk about money? Like, is it a good time? Like, okay, you ready? Okay, good. Cause I don't want to like, you know, start talking about money when he's in the middle of like, you know, playing a video game or, you know, whatever else that he might, he might be doing. So um, if you're just starting out, pick a dedicated time every week. Maybe it's Saturday night over a glass of wine or whatever, or, you know, Monday evenings after, I mean, just like any time that works for both of you, schedule it, put it on your calendar, make it a commitment. So it's something that you're both ready to do. Um, tip number two, when it comes to money Wait, dates, can is I ask com- a question about that. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, with that. So are you kind of recommending every week ish, like a few times a month is a good kind of check-in frequency, would you say? Yeah, I would say so. Um, so the way that I would recommend doing it is, um, so typically I like to be prepared going into the next month. So like, mm-hmm. let's say like the last Saturday of one month, we will have a, a slightly longer money date or budget meeting to go over sort of what are we going to have to do going into the next month? What bills are coming up? Are there any special events we need to prepare for? Um, are you expecting extra paychecks? How are we going to handle that? Um, yeah. So having a little bit of a longer budget meeting at the end of a month in preparation for the next month is usually, usually really helpful. And during that time, like I mentioned, we'll, you know, create our budget, talk about things that are upcoming, make sure we're both on the same page so that there's no questions about what's going to happen as money starts flowing in from our, our day jobs and things like that. Um, and then as you're going throughout the month, you can decide what works best for you, but, I like to encourage people that are just starting out to do it every week, just so you're starting to build that habit. Um, Mm -hmm. For my husband and I, we've been kind of doing it together for the last four years. And so now it's more of a quick thing. Like I will do the budget and just quickly ask, is there anything on here that I need to, to account for? Like um, how much do you have to pay on your credit card this month? Because we use credit cards, but we always pay it off in full. So I always want to make sure that um, I'm budgeting that in. Um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, my husband is in the military. So sometimes he travels. I'm like, are you traveling this month? Do I need to, you know, what do I need to set aside for your travel costs and things like that? So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, starting with the longer meeting is helpful. And then as you sort of start to get into the groove of it, you can decide what works for you as far as the cadence, whether it's a weekly thing or a biweekly thing, or maybe it's just one time a month. But I do think that it's important to, you know, start at the very beginning and then also come together at the end and also reflect on, you know, what successes you had throughout the month with your money, what things need to be changed moving forward. And, um, you know, just so you're sort of on the same page about your progress. Yeah, that's really helpful. I, I, I really like what you said, Ayana, about mm-hmm. um, about having these, uh, you know, these scheduled uh, money dates and, and, mm-hmm. and not having a partner, you know, down the road feel resentful because they maybe didn't fully understand where money was going, where money was coming from. But it just really mm-hmm. allows both people within the relationship to like fully understand, hey, this is where our money's coming from. This is where money's yeah. being shuffled around to. And both partners are on the same page when it, you know, when it comes to their finances. And I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because even in my relationship, like like I keep saying, I'm the one that manages the money pretty much, but there might be some months where we'll get an extra paycheck or, you know, I notice that we have a little bit more wiggle room and I'll always tell my husband, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to transfer an extra $500 to our house fund this month. Is that okay? Is there anything yeah. else coming up that I need to know about? Because I don't, the last thing I want to do, even if it's something that's for the benefit of both of us, like saving a down payment for our house or saving towards our emergency fund. I always want to make sure my husband is aware, especially when you're moving large sums of money, like always making sure that my husband is aware and comfortable with the things that I'm doing before I do them. For sure. Yeah. I love that permission to have, Mm -hmm. to have one person kind of do more of the logistics, but the way you're describing it, just really make sure it's still that team effort. I think that's yeah, yeah, super really important. Yeah, cool. So, um, two more tips for when it when it comes to having money dates. Uh, obviously, it's important to come prepared. So, we've already got scheduled. We want to make sure that we're coming to the meeting with either things to discuss or, um, you know. Uh, things that we might be upset about or that we might disagree on. So don't just come to the meeting and be like a passive participant. You want to be an active participant in these meetings because um, I don't know about your guys' relationships, but the last thing I want to do is be in a meeting with my husband where he seems distracted or bored because then I'm just like, I could do this on my own. Like, do we need to reschedule this? Like, so right. come prepared, <laughs> be engaged, um, super important. And then the very last thing that I would say is that Going back to communication, communicate openly and honestly. These budget meetings are a perfect opportunity for to work on for you to work on your communication skills. So you know, bringing up those things that are important. If there are new revelations when it comes to your money, or if you've been doing things one way for a while and it's not working for you anymore, don't be afraid to bring that up with your partner and work through a way, you know, to sort of alleviate that and make sure that you guys are still on the same page when it comes to everything that you're doing. Because these money dates, they're a perfect time to not only check in on your money, but to check in on the way that your money is being managed and making sure that it's still working for both of you. So good. Yeah. (laughs) Thank Um, you. Can I, so you've touched on a lot of these points and I'm pretty sure the answer to this question is going to be like combining some of what you've already said. But one thought Mm -hmm. I keep thinking of is like how you said you recommend, um, 
once marriage is happening to combine finances. And that was like our biggest financial <laughs> stress time was <laughs> starting that combination. We both were really on the same page with, we want to combine finances, but then we started having to have these conversations about money and realizing our different money trauma and approaches to money. And, mm-hmm. um, like early into our marriage, we had one conversation where Stanza ended up getting this like migraine <laughs> and having to like go to urgent care and he's like throwing up and oh, it was like yeah. high stress. And wow. so like th- that sticks out to us as like, that was probably the first real money conversation we had and it didn't go as well as it could have. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering when you're working with these couples who are starting that transition, um, either newly married or newly deciding to combine finances. Um, how do you kind of apply all these different pieces you're sharing to kind of ease into talking about these maybe for the first time? Yeah. Um, so I think the, the, the approach that I take with both couples and individuals that I work with is pretty much the same. So in my coaching program, the very first thing that we start with is activities to dive into your money mindset and so I have a series of questions that I have my coaching clients answer. And then I also have them write a letter to their money, which basically allows them to personify money and talk to it about, you know, the issues that they have with it, um, what they're thankful to money for, what they wish they had known about money. And I think that taking those two things separately and looking at, you know, what it reveals about each of the individual's money traumas and um, and things like that really helps. So I think getting clear on where the money mindset and the starting point is, is really important. And then the next thing is then moving into the fun part about, you know, what are the things that you guys envision yourself doing together if you were to get on the same page with your money? And, you know, what sort of things can we put in place to make sure that both of you guys are happy in this marriage, in this relationship, managing your money together? Um, And I like to serve sort of as, again, I'm not a therapist, but I think that having that sort of neutral third party is really helpful because yeah. when when the couples are trying to do it on their own together, there's no one there to sort of be an outside perspective and offer a different take. But by having a money coach in the middle that can, you know, hear both sides of it and sort of, you know, work through that together with them, I think is really helpful. So yeah, a lot of the tips would be the same um, of what I've already gone on gone mm-hmm. over as far as how we sort of manage it with couples. But I do think that the money mindset and the dreaming together are the two things that really help you to start to get on the same page and then sort of easing into those more difficult conversations. Yeah, I think that makes total sense. And I definitely like some of my couples, I think obviously I'm very pro couples therapy um, and we uh, work through mm-hmm. some of the trust pieces, but there's some couples where I'm like, I think you probably could benefit from some sort of financial coach where I don't have the expertise of like, I'm not going to sit there and coach them on how to save money or talk about money. Yeah. Logistically, I can talk about more the emotional part that comes up underneath it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think definitely having that like support would be yeah. so helpful for so many couples, ourselves included. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've really found that when it comes to money coaching, you know, I have discovery calls with potential clients. And one of the main things that always comes up is just like, I need an accountability partner. I need someone that's going to hold me to the things that I say I'm committing to doing. And not only that, but also sort of, so I, I guess it's two parts. It's having an accountability partner and then having someone to give me a roadmap of what I should be doing. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to personal finance and all the education and the resources out there, it's there's so much that's constantly being 
thrown at you and you're being bombarded by this advice and this other person's advice and this podcast and this YouTube video. So having someone that has sort of like a, a custom tailored roadmap, like this are, these are the guidelines that you should follow. These are the next steps that you should take after one another. I think people are usually really thankful for that because it's not that people need to know that they need help with money. Most people are able to come to that conclusion on their own. They Mm -hmm. just feel overwhelmed and sort of, you know, they're just in a position where they don't know where to start. And so having a money coach um, is really helpful in that regard. So good. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much for all these tips. I know so many people are listening and so inspired and excited to get, get to work on all of this. And so can you tell them where to find you for all your amazing free tips on Instagram and then how to get in touch with you if they're interested in um, possibly working with you. Sure. So you can find me on Instagram at millennialmoney.guide. Just search that. It's a big, bright green circle um, with my face in it, um, smiling. So you really can't miss me on Instagram. I share tips, advice, how to's all to help you better understand and manage your money. And if you're interested in learning more about one-on-one coaching, I would love to hop on a free discovery call with you. Um, so you can do that by just shooting me a DM on Instagram, say hello, just let me know that you want to learn more about coaching and I'll shoot you over an application and a link to schedule your free call. And we'll spend about 30 minutes talking about your money goals, your struggles, how my program can help you and decide if we're a good fit for working together. Perfect. Your Instagram is so helpful. I found you earlier this year and I was like, Mm -hmm. you're so organized. You give so many free (laughs) tips and they're all just like so beautifully done. I've had so many of my friends message me when I like post some of your stuff and be like, her page is amazing. I'm like, I know it's really good. (laughs) So we're so grateful that you came on here and shared like so much good couples wisdom, like so much. That was really, really amazing. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really had a great time. Good. Thank you. And we will talk soon. Snapping finger snaps all around. So good. Shouldn't that like she could charge so much money for that wisdom. Like it's so good. And we are so grateful for her time and her willingness to give that for free. So good. Make sure to go support her on her Instagram and continue to get Amazing tips from Ayana. She's the best millennial money guide. I want to go on that money date with you right now. Oh, wow. Let's do it. Okay, maybe, maybe tomorrow. Right now. It's late. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it's time for the work it's. If you haven't been listening to this episode with your partner, we highly recommend pausing it right now, grabbing your partner, sitting down, and going over these work it's together to make sure real change can happen in your relationship. So you ready, babe? Let's work it. Just work it. All right, work it number one. What are your different money mindsets and money traumas that you bring to the relationship? Um, so she gave examples like are you a saver or are you a spender? What are your strengths and weaknesses around money? Just really getting real and explicit about what you bring to the relationship in terms of money. Work in number two, how can you better work together on money? So discuss how you can build trust, communicate more clearly, and improve teamwork around your money. Work at number three, discuss starting a treat yourself fund for each of you. 
Um, this is a great way to focus on the fun that comes with money. It's not heavy. It's exciting. We do this. We have like fun money account. We should change it to a treat yourself account. That's mm-hmm. cute. Um, and it's a good way to look forward to talking about money and doing that together. Work at number four, schedule a money day, exclamation mark. So plan it and schedule it. Put it on the calendar now. Come prepared. Come with your notepad. Come with your laptop, Excel, open, ready to get cracking. And then just communicate openly and honestly. And work at number five, consider a money coach or couples therapist as support depending on where you feel stuck when talking about money. Um, So I love talking to Ayana about this, how she can support her couples that she works with really specifically in the logistics and getting down and dirty with the numbers and the finances and all that. And she can support them that way. And I, as a couples therapist, support my couples when talking about finances more in the emotional piece and where they get stuck emotionally and what's really triggering and um, how that impacts kind of the relationship. So if you need a little extra support, those are two really great options um, to consider. All right. We really hope that you learned lots and talked through it with your partner so that it can bring real change and growth in your relationship around managing finances together. Um, and now we're going to read our review of the day. If this is your review, please email us at make marriage work podcast at gmail.com and give us your address so we can send you those stickers that are bomb. You really want those stickers. So email us. <laughs> They're really cool. They okay. are really cool though. Um, you have the review. I do. Um, this is from Studkin and Studkin said, Mallory and Strons do such a great job on this podcast and through their Instagram account, teaching people about what real love is and is not. As someone who's had to work to overcome relationship anxiety, one of my biggest triggers used to be comparing my relationship to the standards society has set for us, many of which are unattainable. It's great to see the true side of marriages from real couples. Thank you, guys. And thank you, Studkin. Yes. It's very nice. Beautiful review. We're so glad to have you here and working through your relationship stuff alongside us. It means so much. And thank you for your your review. And we apologize for Gio meowing in the background. We kicked him out because he was making a bunch of noise, but this is worse. Um, so thank you, Studkin. And email us for those stickers. Um, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. If you like this episode, we'd be super grateful if you would rate and review our podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really does help other listeners find us. And make sure to find us on Instagram for more relationship tips at Make Marriage Work. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.